welcome Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Ray from Philly, Ray Fonio. We're going to talk about his wonderful idea, the Baseball Card Hall of Fame, that's been going for a few years now, how it got started. I think it's totally positive for the hobby. I'd like to see more and more people vote. Uh, the voting is open until May 31st this year. Thanks, sponsors. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Welcome to the show, Ray. Thank and you. tell us how this got started. It started a few years ago, early 2018. The, the two things that are very near and dear to my heart are number one, baseball cards, and number two, the Baseball Hall of Fame. I was just sitting there wondering one day, surprised that at, at that time, the Hall of Fame didn't have baseball cards in their museum, baseball cards section. And they were in the basement, Ray. <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, they were in the basement, literally in the basement. <laughs> and I was just curious as to every year we have players going in being inducted. I would like to see where they induct cards into the Hall of Fame. It doesn't have to be a player that's even in the Hall of Fame. It could be a card that that card is iconic to the hobby. Of course, since then, the, the Hall of Fame has a, a, a wing in there called the Shoebox Treasures. Right. But that is just a wing showing the history of baseball cards. And that's fantastic. This, to me, was actually inducting cards. Same with inducting players on a yearly basis into a baseball card hall of fame each year i would have 10 cards from people on youtube and so forth vote in as many cards as they want but no more than 10 and the top 10 cards of the, at the ballot each year would get inducted into this youtube baseball card hall of fame i did that for the first three years it was getting a little bit out of control so i brought in two other people with me mike steve line from uh, this baseball car life is his channel and victor from all-time great sports blog I asked them if they thought having a committee similar to the Veterans Committee for the Baseball Hall of Fame, where they're presented a ballot, the judges in that committee, uh, their former players, executives, GMs, so forth, they get presented a ballot and they vote on who they think from that ballot should be in the Hall of Fame. They liked the idea uh, because it gave it a little bit more structure. Now this year, people can go on to a Google link and just click on the cards they feel should be in the Hall of Fame. So. What my idea of a Hall of Fame card was not necessarily a, a Hall of Fame player. It doesn't even have to be a rookie card. Case in point, the 71 Tops Thurman Munson card. Everybody loves that card because of the black borders from 71, the action shot, the, the rookie trophy cup that's on the card. And it's a hugely popular card. The 84 Donner's Don Mattingly card. That to me is the first big rookie card that sent the hobby back in the late 80s, early 90s into that first boom. Ray, are you picking the semifinalists? Or are you just tabulating what people have sent in? How is it determined that these are the ones to vote for? Now, this year, you have a slate. The mechanics of that, because there were brilliant choices that yeah. first year, so people are smart. Are you winnowing it down for people to get their arms around it? Is your committee doing that? Or Yeah, we basically tried to cover all areas of cards, like not just current, but like pre-war, 40s, 50s. Tried to cover iconic, popular cards, whether they're popular or valuable, and, and give people a, a choice from that list. Because when we were having people vote for any card they wanted, I was getting hundreds of cards each year. and It was just hard to keep track of it. And I figured to give a, a little bit of a structure this year. But we're asking people this year to put a comment down below that if there's a card they would like to see on the ballot for next year. It was only the first year where we felt like we had to pick 40, 50 cards or so for the ballot. And then as the years go on, People can uh, suggest a card that they would like to see on the ballot for next year, which we'll be more than glad to do to add for the future. I think it's that's, a fun idea. <laughs> I, 
it, it applaud you on evolving and improving the idea as you go. And Victor, yeah. who Jeremy Lee calls the rookie card theorist, <laughs> uh, a rookie card enthusiast for sure. Mm-hmm. So yes. You guys have done a great job mm-hmm. and I'll pass along the link so people can see it. I actually voted uh, <laughs> because I thought it's such a cool idea. So this is your fourth group. Mm-hmm. And is there going to be a carryover? Of the 30 guys that don't get selected, plus mm-hmm. 10 new ones, or yes. somebody get, get bumped if they get, like the Baseball Hall of Fame has, if you get below a certain percent, you're off the ballot. For the most part, the 30 that weren't vet- voted in will probably get carried over. We're, we'll take a look at the ballots and see if of those 30 that didn't get in that got really a low percentage, just like with the Hall of Fame ballot, if they have under 5%, they're off the ballot. We're probably going to take that into consideration as well. If a card only got one or two votes, do we want to put that card back <laughs> on the ballot for next year? Uh, and give more cards a chance to uh, be added onto the ballot next year. We're already getting a lot of people. When they vote, they'll comment saying, I voted. Here's a suggestion of a couple cards I would like to see on the ballot for next year. I'm sure we're going to get more than 10 suggestions. So we might take into consideration cards that really got a low amount of percentage votes this year to bump off the ballot for next year. I see a potential for vote splitting with Ted Williams on your ballot. You've got mm-hmm. two 54 Ted Williams, the beautiful Wilson Wiener card, mm-hmm. as well as the short print. 54 Bowman, are those not going to split loyalties? Are people really going to vote for both of them? Or are they going to make a choice as I did? I felt uh-huh. I'm not going to vote for both of those. It's just got to be tough to try it's to tough. meet everybody. Right. You and the committee don't get an override, I don't think. No, mm-hmm. we're just taking the count. We put those both in there because they're both such no, extremely I popular cards that if we left one out, people will say, why wasn't the Wilson Franks card in there? Or why isn't the Bowman in there? So we just put okay. both of them in there, <laughs> give people a chance. Well, now, is this American Idol voting where you can vote uh, multiple times per day per method? Or is no. it one per- the American ideal of one person, one vote? One person per vote, yeah. We're doing it on an honor system right now that we really don't want people stuffing the ballots uh, to vote three or four times so that their cards will get in. Uh, we haven't had that problem at all so far this year where we can tell if, um, if someone's voting multiple times. So we would like for people just to put in their one ballot, their one vote, and uh, take it from there. <laughs> Okay, let's go through the ballot. And okay, I'll tell you what I voted for. Or I'll, I'll tell you the ones I didn't vote for, and some of the reasons why. And you, and I, you can push back <clears> on me, <throat> and maybe I'll push back on you. The ballot, I believe, is in chronological order. I don't think people have to be retired from baseball, but you're not putting modern cards in there. They need to be somewhat removed to have some perspective. So I really like that. But the first guy was uh, Walter Johnson, the Ramley mm-hmm. uh, card. I I voted for that. I think the Ramleys are really beautiful cards. Yeah, they're not seen that much, but they're they're out there. <clears throat> Walter Johnson's the best guy in the set. So yeah. he's absolutely in. And that probably kind of shuts down that set. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put another Ramley in there in two or three years. That's your Ramley. Probably, right. Yeah. That's great. The next one I didn't vote for was the T205, Christy Mathewson. Mm-hmm. Christy Mathewson out, does belong in the Hall of Fame of baseball mm-hmm. cards. I'm not positive that's the card. Mm-hmm. So I did not vote for that one. Next was Eddie Plank. And I did vote for Eddie Plank at T206. Mm-hmm. In the old days, it was Wagner, Plank, and Lajouet were the three. There were the three. Cards. When I got in the hobby, there were the big three, two from the T206 and one <coughs> from the Gowdy left out thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I I voted for Eddie Plank. I've had some different run-ins with it. I had a friend buy one, and I think I've told the story, found out mm-hmm. that I had to give him the bad news that it was counterfeit. Tris Speaker, T206. Love that card. Love that card, but I did not <laughs> vote for it because I'm trying to portion the different sets. So you've right. already got some T206s. So Tris Speaker, maybe there's something else that would be interesting. The uh, Sporting News Babe Ruth, that has been on fire in the last year. Quote, unquote, rookie card or in contention for being a rookie card for, right. for Babe Ruth. I voted for that. I, 
when the price gets up into seven figures, much less mm-hmm. six figures, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many cards come out of the right. And Lajouet, I think I tipped my hand, the 33 Gaudi Lajouet. I also had a, a mishap with that as well. I'm not bitter, but I <laughs> definitely remember the wound. Uh, so I had that in there because that was a card that was a Holy Grail card back in the day when, oh, yeah. when vintage. Um, surprise to you, maybe, I did not vote for the 39 play ball Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> That's because Ted Williams is already in there. Mm-hmm. My right. nomination for going forward, I would put the uh, Gowdy heads up Joe DiMaggio. Okay. It's, it's a team, but it's a beautiful card. It, it predates mm-hmm. the play ball. And I would do the higher number one that has the right. cartoons because right. it's a more interesting. That would close off uh, that set as well. Uh, 48 Bowman, Stan the Man. I voted for him. <laughs> the key card to me for 48 Bowman, I, I think, was not only a great, loyal, outstanding player, but a nice man, too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I met Stan. I thought he was a really cool guy. That means Yogi has to wait. <laughs> Yogi Barrett, <laughs> 48 Bowman. And 49 Bowman, Roy Campanella. I would eventually vote for him, but not this year. I ran out of votes. 50 Bowman Robinson. I, I wouldn't say I would take him off the ballot. You've already got the 48 Leaf in there, which is clearly right. the, the one. Right. But then you got 49 Bowman. The 50 Bowman is a beautiful card, but... I, right. I think a second Jackie has to wait. Right. 52 Mays, tops. Again, that card's gone up drastically in the last <laughs> year. But you've already got 51 Bowman in there. He has to wait. Same philosophy for me. And then the 53 uh, Bowman color mantle. You've already got mantle in there. And mm-hmm. I'm choosing another mantle. It can wait. Frankly, <laughs> I think it goes behind the 53 tops mantle with what's happened mm-hmm. last year for that. 53 Bowman color, Pee Wee Reese. That card has always had special attention because yeah. of horizontal and action pose. It's considered one of the most beautiful cards ever made. If you're talking about the 53 Bowman color set, that would be above the mantle in, in yeah. that case. One of the first true action shot cards. And just yeah. wonderful. 53 Tops Robinson, the same reasoning. I'd make that weight. Tops Mantle, close call, honorable mention. I I, I already had 10 without him mm-hmm. and I think he, he would get in the next year. Again, the the staggering price that, that, yeah. that card went for in a 10, which I've seen a lot of those cards. I know you have, you've been to mm-hmm. all the shows. I don't know that I've seen an eight. A nine, but it's, <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's, that's unbelievable. 54 mantle. Again, that goes behind those other mantles. That's not a special 54 Bowman Williams. I already tipped my hand. I'm picking the Wilson Wieners, Wilson Franks. That's tougher to get. Although the 54 Bowman was tough to get. Right. And, uh, but the 54 Bowman Williams, I think eventually will go in to me. That would freeze out the 54 mantle. 54 K line. What's happened in the last year. I don't know if you agree with this. I know you're a Phillies fan, but Banks and K-Line in 54 were neck and neck for so many years. In in spite of the fact that K-Line passed away this past year, Banks is just- Banks has gone crazy. Really (laughs) gone crazy. Really (laughs) gone crazy. So Al K-Line, rookie card, it hurts me to say that. He he hadn't been that honorable mention. Told you about the Wilson Franks, 56 tops mantle. Super tough card to get in my yeah. new triple crown year. That will eventually get in. You know, I agree. Sports card insights. I don't think you're going to worry about whether it's the gray back or the white back, but the right. white back, pretty tough. 57 Brooks Robinson. You've already got Frank in there. I yeah. was surprised that Frank would go in before Brooks, but Frank has some different historical pedigree and that's good. Roger Maris, eventually, yes, but I had him honorable mention. Wade Yastrzemski, 60 rookie card. Same thing, ha- has mm-hmm. to wait, uh, a, a great card. Seaver, same thing, in spite of <laughs> death, he has to wait. And like I said, you've got the 67 rookie with these shares. Right. You've got the 68 tops, which is a more beautiful card. Oh, of course. The and, solo cards I always prefer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so, And the interesting thing you have is that you have a, a science sociological experiment for collectors to mm-hmm. see how many are going to blindly vote for the rookie card. But others like you and me are going to say, if you take into consideration the card to the fullest extent, that 68 has a lot of merit. Absolutely. 
69 bench. I did not vote for him. Same reason. But I take your point that it's clearly a better looking card than his his rookie card. Yeah. 69 Reggie Jackson. Absolutely. In. Yes. That card has done amazing. I've, I've met Reggie and, <laughs> and Reggie, bless him. His ego is as big as his card and much of it is deserved. He's an amazing guy and a Philly guy. So, yeah, he is. He's from Philly. Fact, yeah. So for that reason, 71 tops Reggie. It, takes a backseat. Has to wait, yeah. Maybe eventually. That's marginal to me. Schmidt, probably <laughs> favorites and worthy. And I think what your point was here, correct me if I'm wrong, with Ron Say on the card, I think that adds because the Penguin was a really good player. So I hope Michael Jackson Schmidt gets in there. I think he will. And I do think you haven't said this is a U.S. Hall of Fame as opposed to a World Hall of Fame, but the OPG card the OPG I know. would be really interesting too. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely for thought. Ozzie Smith, 79 tops. If you put him in the Hall of Fame, eventually, I did not vote for him, put him <laughs> in an off-centered pose because it's hard to find that card. That's t- really centered. And Very you know, tough. And yeah. So it just is a gig. Maybe you put him in a way that card is normally found, which is not miscut, but certainly off-centered. Absolutely. Uh, 84 Clemens. I think waiting on Clemens is what the Hall of Fame's doing and probably what I'm right. doing and what you're doing. His records are undeniable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg Maddox, the, the best non-power pitcher of our time. No no offense to Phil Necro, but let's put him in a knuckleball cap. Yeah, absolutely. Greg Maddox, amazing. But I don't have him. He's in too easy of a set, but eventually uh, he should get in. Randy uh, Johnson, same thing. You've already got uh, Griffey in that set. 90 Leaf, Frank Thomas, and 90 Tops, no name on front. I made them both wait. Same thing. Yeah. If you had to pick just one, which one would you pick? Probably the no name. I think so. It's really hard, but it really drew interest in what otherwise would have been a junk wax product. Yeah. And 90 Leaf, though, was, I think you were around in those days, but that was the premium set in those oh, days. Oh, yeah. That was a big card. Yeah. And even though it's super popular and super plentiful, the Bo Jackson, <laughs> black and white, a bat on shoulder. That's going through the roof too. That I saw. There's a, the, there's a million crazy. copies of those out there. Yeah, because it's just in the thick of the junk wax, but right. it's still iconic. Okay, Desert Shield Chipper Jones, not this year, but yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mariana Rivera, yes, I have him in because I think '92 was an iconic set. Yeah. Then last is the, the Griffey Refractor '93. That's worthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the ushering in of a new era of. Right cards and and premium parallels you see it's hard thank you ray for, yeah uh, there's people that have good ideas and then there's the certain kind of people that i like that have good ideas and act on them and right ray from philly is one of those guys <laughs> he's brought in uh mike and victor and and yes. uh, i hope it's a great success 